Choi. Hey everyone, welcome to the Function Call, a show about friendship and programming. Uh, today on the show, if you're just listening, you probably missed on this key factor, but today on the show we have a special guest, Stuart Runyon. Uh, you want, should I intro you or you want to intro yourself? I'm kind of curious how you're going to intro me now. Uh, <laughs> Stuart is a developer that I met in... Extraordinary. Well, yeah, we've kind of all... Wait, am I doing this or are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I think he's extraordinary. Developer extraordinary. Extraordinary, yeah. He, he drives a really awesome motorcycle, and I know Stuart from the San Diego JS community, uh, which I met kind of the other, the other folks on the show, um, and he's moved up to Portland. And I missed him so much that I've moved up here now, too. And, yeah, so we're getting together and doing a, doing a show today. Uh, on the show, we also have AJ, is it Ariana Gerande Zane? How did he figure out my real name? You know, I did a lot of internet sleuthing. Apparently, but that's so me. So is that, is that right or no? No, no, that's 100% correct. <laughs> that's got not it. right. We'll ask, we'll ask Twitter if they got some other ideas. Uh, and we've got Grant uh, Stumblepoorly Glidewell. You see what I did there? I do. Antonyms. I, do. I see it. I see it clearly. In fact, did you know your entire name could be... Well, I don't know your middle name, but your entire name can be antonyms. It could be uh, Disallow Stumblepoorly. Disallow. That's your, that's your bizarro... Bizarro World Grant. Dumble poorly. Yeah. I mean that yeah. also sounds like a like a an English like Welsh name. So yeah, that, that works. Stumble yeah. poorly. You're welcome for that. My name is uh, Austin Born Without a Middle Name Gill. And uh, yeah, we're getting started. Today Wait, no, uh, you, what are we talking you about? You have a today? middle name, right? No. Uh, it's born without one. Is that allowed? Yeah, it's like, uh, well, I don't know, middle names are kind of like your appendix or like male nipples. They're unnecessary well, it, and useless. It's an option for... Por- aren't most people born without a middle name and then they get it after Immediately afterwards. Yes, that's true. That's mm. true. Having recently mm. participated in that process, uh, yeah, they, they want you to fill out paperwork uh, post-human uh, human, uh, birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we were all born without a middle name. Yeah. Good so job, I, us. Technically, I'm, I was correct still. And still correct. Yeah, no I'm a, yep. more of a, uh, a purist, or my parents are more of purists, so, you know, try to keep to the uh, no middle name at birth. We're going to keep it that way. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Keep it simple. Uh, if you want, uh, listeners, if you want to come up with a, a cool middle name for me, please hit me up on Twitter. I'd like that. It's cold in this world without one. So let's get started. Today we're talking uh, CMSs, right? <laughs> My middle name keeps me warm. Yeah, yeah. No, no need to brag about it. Um, we're talking CMSs, uh, a.k.a. content management systems. We're going to be looking at different types of CMSs. Uh, we're going to look at when you want a CMS and when you may not want a CMS. Uh, features to look for if you're going to go for a CMS or if you're going to build a CMS. Uh, we're going to talk about some different options, recommendations, some of our favorites. And uh, because we have Stuart here, 
Uh, we're going to give him some time to shout out the company that he works for where they are building a CMS. So we thought that that would be an appropriate uh, subject for today's show. Well, I mean, is, is, is building a CMS mutually exclusive to, like, have built a CMS? Because, like, I think, it's, I think it's feature complete. I don't really know. Uh, but, I, but I think it is. <laughs> it's a continuing journey. Okay. That's fair. I, I really think that uh, every developer, it's part of, like, it's, a, it's part of your developer's journey to attempt building a CMS. <laughs> yes. They just never moved on to something else. They just stayed on that gravy train. Tenacious. Well, yeah. you know, you, you, you do, you start building it, and then it turns out people want to pay you money for it, and you're like, cool. And then you keep building it, and then, you know, you wake up a couple years later. They didn't want to pay money for my CMS. I mean... <laughs> cool. <laughs> so who, who wants I, to... Uh, no, no, let's, let's rewind on that for, uh, for a quick, <laughs> quick minute. Um, so let's I, rewind on <laughs> nobody wants Austin's CMS. <laughs> Yeah, let's make an edit and just like cut cut that whole part. <laughs> no, out. no, we're keeping it. That's going to production. Uh, so, you said that it, it was kind of like a, a developer's path to make their own CMS. Uh, do you guys all agree that right? Like that's part of our our way of kind of saying, "Hey, I could do this better. I'm going to just hack it myself." And because we all have the kind of experience and techniques of creating whatever we want to create that we all have gone down the path of creating our own CMSs? Uh, so I think, that, I think that's the case, but I think there's a more interesting question there, right? Like, why haven't we all built our own tag management systems? Why haven't we all built our own contact management systems? Like, why is the CMS the thing that, you know, like most developers at some point in their life wrote some form of, like, light content management? Yep. And I think it kind of, you know, hints at the core of the web platform, right? That is distribution of and content, for the most part, are documents. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why there's that natural kind of, it's, I think that's the way to describe it. It's like it's a natural path that you just kind of fall into. Like you're going to touch this at some point in your development life cycle, for the most part, if you don't work on the web. Totally. Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting because like, uh, 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 Full full disclosure here. I I, I worked with Stuart uh, at at Zesty for a while. Uh, True story. We we could say I cut my teeth. Um, all of my teeth have been cut by Zesty. Um, and and what's really interesting about that experience is like uh, CMSs on the surface seem like this very simple concept, right? I have I have content. I have some data structure. I want to duplicate it, and then I want to like create more of them, and then serve them in some way. It's like, yeah, as a programmer, like this is this is an interesting problem to solve, uh, but but it's also it seems it's it's, it's deceptively complex, um, and it's very yes. difficult to do well, um, and that's why there's so much movement in the space right now, um, like with Jamstack being what it is, and people being very enamored with the idea of like let's static render all of these like highly interactive interfaces which is like that's a whole other show to kind of discuss the the oxymoron that is jamstack uh which which i'm a fan of by the way uh but let's just be clear it's like it's 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 an oxymoron of a concept um but like this is another one of those things where um 
you know, I, I think it's an engineering problem, but at the same time, uh, there's this human interface factor to it that I think uh, Zesty in particular, but lots of, uh, uh, lots of other companies have like their own take on how to do this right, uh, how, how to make it easy for people who are non-technical to uh, do something that ends up uh, as part of this like really technical process. But we haven't even defined what a CMS is. Uh, Austin didn't give us any like neat acronyms to compare to. Um, so uh, I know I was trying to come up with one. I couldn't. Uh, clustered Morgan medi- medical solution. Yes. <laughs> what? Charles Morgan Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to. What is what is? Charles Morgan Stanley. Isn't that a product? Isn't that like a bank or something? Or maybe I'm con- I'm conflating Charles Schwab <laughs> and Morgan Stanley. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. Or you might be confusing it for a content management system. Hmm. There oh. you go. So yeah, who wants to take a stab at uh, like defining what a CMS is? We've got an expert. What we have? <laughs> like what? Oh. Why even ask this question? Um, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think it's definitely, you know, a a vague application of a term. Like, on the surface, it's like, what's a, what's a content management system? A system to manage content, right? Like, it sounds, and I think, Grant, to your point earlier, like, it's deceptively complex. Um, and I, I don't know if I have a better answer beyond that, because I think the problem lies elsewhere. I think the problem is an application. I think, Grant, you mentioned earlier, right? Jamstack, the correct way, right? Or you know, the way to build something. I think that's a thought process that's existed for a while, and I think major and still exists. The vast majority of developers, specifically, because it's typically developers implementing, and therefore are a large voice in the conversation of you know what content management system is chosen. I think the the thought process is typically off, where everyone looks at it and goes oh, I need to manage content, I have a website, or I have, you know, internal, like, uh, intranet, right? Um, and they go, well, I need the right, I, I need a, the best content management system. And it's like, no, you don't need the best content management system, you need the right content management system. Hmm. Um, and I feel like we're, we aren't there yet, some places, and, and Jamstack is almost kind of there, where it's this idea of, like, hey, let's get away from all the bells and whistles, and let's build something that's specific to developers. And so, well, I think it was there was a um, a specific goal in mind. Uh, it was it's still too broad, right? It's still too broad, and it's 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 for a user instead of an application. Um, so that's what I would love to see. I'd love to, for when people say like, "What's a content management system?" I could say, "Zesty." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could say, oh, you know, do you, do you work on the web? What do you work with, right? And then I could say, okay, this is a system that lets you manage that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's some out there. There are some very, like, industry, you know, like, niche content management systems. But in my opinion, there's not enough. Or there's not enough that, uh, you know, hone in on a specific problem set in the content management space. So long way to answer with not actually giving an answer. So, 
what I hear you saying is you want competition. Yeah. I'm not scared of competition. Yeah. Nor should you um, be. No. No, I, 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 want, I want people to pick applicable solutions. I want, I, want, I, want, I want, you know, drill bits and screwdrivers and tape measures and mallets and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want hammers. I, I, I like this analogy. I think it's interesting um, and, and I think it's accurate. Um, so, like, I, I want to start naming some of these and, like, drawing, drawing some, uh, uh, like, let's, let's do some, uh, some defining here and let's, let's make some, some interesting little, some comparisons. Some Venn diagrams? Yeah, yeah, like big old Venn diagrams of, like, hot dog, hamburger, taco, <laughs> burrito, for sure. Um, so, so, just like, sandwiches. Correct. Various types of sandwiches. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Let's not start this one. It, it, it gets whiteboardy very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> so, so what what I know of CMS is historically, and and like I know Austin, your your kind of initial exposure to to the web and development was with like WordPress, um, and like for for me, a lot of uh, my my initial exposure and understanding of a CMS was from Drupal, and these are what we call monoliths, right? Where it's not just a content management system. The CMS is like part of what it does, but it also uh, will generate your pages. It will also rule over your routing system. It will also like have a plugin architecture that like handles uh, widgets, which is a term that I despise, but it's a thing that people... Give me something better. Right? <laughs> Components. <laughs> There's <yeah>. nothing better, <laughs> but I can still be mad at it. I don't know. Um, so, like, I, I would consider those to be, like, those are both, like, WordPress and Drupal. Can we just call them sledgehammers? Yeah. Content management sledgehammers. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to replace <laughs> AJ's like, acronym. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I think that's great. I think that's a great analogy because it's right, right to your point, right? Like, and especially you know, five years ago, ten years ago, right? It very much was like, oh, you have internet, Drupal. Oh, you have website, Drupal. Oh, you yeah. have an API, Drupal. It's just like anything that was like you're going to deliver this over HTTP, um, and you want a you know business person to have access to that, CMS. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because we're we're talking CMS, um, but really like. WordPress and Drupal have kind of tried to shift. Um, I think a CMS is built on, is like a type of application that's built on top of an infrastructure, like an an application infrastructure. And I think that, you know, uh, WordPress is known for being like having its roots as like a blogging system that then kind of tried to make its transition into a fully fledged content management system. And that now is actually trying to like switch over into being uh, like Grant to your point a an application development system right where it's doing more than just managing content like you said it's doing like trying to get a lot more i don't know everything all the tools mm-hmm. um so something that uh where was i going with this um something that we haven't talked about is that i'd like to get into sooner than later is actually the different types of cms's um, and something that we're not probably not going to cover today is actually to Stuart's point, um, we're going to be throwing out some different CMSs that are probably, um, the ones that we're more familiar with. Uh, but there's, there, these are more of the sort of like 
sledgehammery kind of general purpose, like any type of content, you can build on top of these. But I think, Stuart, to your point of like having more content management systems out there, we're probably not going to cover some of the like specialists. So if you think of something that's like a, a contact management system, that's literally just a, a more specialized version of a, of a CMS, right? Um, or or like, a, like an e-commerce platform on top of having special uh, functional requirements, like being able to take payments, that's just a content management system that's like a little bit more specialized. So like Shopify, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot that we that we don't cover, but I think um, what we're kind of focusing on, on is like more of the the general like contenty. I mean, aren't ones. they all just computer programs in the end? It's all just ones and zeros, man. Yeah, it's turtles all the way down. As long as they're uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Are you saying it's so, all Donatello? It's all Donatello. <laughs> yep. No Raphael. No, it's too much of a wild card. It's always been Donatello. <laughs> it's always been Donatello. <laughs> I, but I... I I, I do think that's interesting, though, that, um, right, we're talking about, like, uh, what is a content management system? And at some point, a website became something of just putting text onto the Internet to share with people into being like, oh, you need to have a contact form. And now you have a brand and a persona behind your website. Uh, and it's grown into forums and boards and posts and blogs and all this other kind of stuff and that I think that the content management system as an entity in the internet has kind of evolved along with that and almost steered it. It, Yeah, I mean does that make it just a wrapper around a database? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, like back end as a service kind of stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean it's obviously a, a, you know oversimplification, yeah. but for you know kind of the layman like that's kind of a good way to describe it, right? If you're not familiar with the content management system, but you do understand you know maybe various aspects of you know technology, specifically web technologies, I think that's a really great way just to kind of give someone like, what is this? You know, if I was like a C level person who was maybe really far removed from the day to day you know tech stacks, and I was like you know my developers are team telling me I need a content management system. What are they asking for, right? I think that's a great, just kind of high level answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I need, I need to be able to. I know, I know our website has pages. I need to create a new page, and I want it to look like the other pages, except change the text. You know. Right. Right. And and I don't know how to write code. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I know how to use Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Grant, something that you said though. Um, that we're going to get into now or like is a nice transition for us is talking about um different types of cmss and i mean like from a functional level like you said a cms is kind of a wrapper around a database mm-hmm. um but there's actually uh you're not wrong but there's like actually a little bit it's nuanced here right i'm not so wrong you're not wrong Yay! you're not wrong um, so yeah, we have like a lot of content management systems. When you say like a wrapper around a database, I'm thinking uh, it manages you know the CRUD operations: create, read, update, delete. Right. So I need to be able to create, read, update, and delete a page. Um, 
And I think I'd, I'd wager to say that most content management systems are going to be built on top of a, a database. So whether it's a, a relational database or a, a document database like MongoDB or something like that, I think that's going to cover most of them. But there are other, um, I want to say, emerging uh, content CMS types. Um, content CMS. CMS types, uh, such as there's the flat file CMS, which is essentially going to allow you to like store your content in, it's going to like manage some sort of file in your file system, uh, whether that's like a, a JSON uh, file or a markdown file or something like that. Um, Can I take a second to just boo that? I want to boo. <laughs> Please, let's, let's boo. get your best boo. Ooh. I, I, okay. I booed already. I'm, all right. I'm all booed out for that. So we've got the flat file CMS, and then we've also got, still within the database realm, but slightly different, is the headless CMS. And so that's like, there's a bunch of services out there that provide it, and that's where you essentially have um, an API that you're interfacing with um, that is like handling the content for you, but it doesn't actually make a page. Like it doesn't, it doesn't create any of the HTML that's going to go to your end user. You're going to handle the front end, the HTML side of things, and then you're going to somehow either in a build step or uh, with JavaScript go and hit an endpoint where your content management system is like feeding you the content for that page or post or e-commerce product. Mm-hmm. All right. I, so I have a, I have a question, but I, I want I want to qualify my boo. Um, Let's hear so, it. So so I I have I have a personal vendetta against flat file. Uh, the idea of a flat file CMS. So uh, my current blog is built in Gatsby around uh, Markdown that is generated uh, like by a by a a little script that I wrote to like just take a template and shove a new one in there, and it's. Like, this is a thing that does not scale very well. Um, this is a thing, like, my blog is not huge. It's not popular. Um, but I, I dread working on it because what I deal with is, like, a f- folder full of markdown files that are difficult to, to like, maintain and, and access. And had I taken the time initially to set up uh, either, like a, like, a headless CMS or some sort of database... Like I'd be much happier working on it because it doesn't require the same level of like, uh, it, it's the equivalent of a desktop full of uh, screenshots, right? Have you ever looked at somebody's computer and their desktop is just like crowded with stuff everywhere across the whole thing? Like that's what I think of when I think of a flat file uh, CMS. It's like a content non-management system in my mind. So like uh, th- this is something that works in very specific cases where you don't have a whole lot of content. Uh, but if you plan on building a blog around it, like think again, like how long are you going to work on this? Is it something that, uh, like, does this really meet your needs? Um, for me, it doesn't, and I don't have tons of blog posts. Um, but I, I, I did want to ask a question: what, like, what? How do you differentiate between database uh, uh, CMSs and and headless? Um, this sounds like the argument that like. Uh, the the cloud is somebody else's computer. Like, where do you draw that line? Because I, I think it's an interesting distinction. Like, what is uh, what differentiates a headless CMS from a non-headless CMS? Right. 
uh, well, so you have like a you, you you talked about like a database based CMS, right? So something like a monolith, like um, I know WordPress, like you you uh, you have a database Drupal, you have a database um, versus you know a, a headless option. There's still a database there, right? Like I I know this. There's there's still a database when when you're working with something like Sanity or Zesty or you know any of the other like number of headless options out there. Like there's still a database there. But like, how do you how do you uh, differentiate that? I I don't. That makes sense at a, a high level, right? Uh, there is no difference between a a markdown file like you're talking about and a data in a database, other than that the database has columns and rows, and is kind of just searchable in ways. Um, totally disagree. Okay. Hot take. Well, hot mean, take. No, let him finish. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, thought, I, like I, thought you were done. I thought you were done. I want you to. I want you to continue. But but, it, but really, like, if you think about what is a uh, a column or a row of data in a database, other than a document with some kind of standardized file formats in how Markdown defines its format. Yeah, and, I can. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being a. Mm -hmm document file it is within a database well go one layer deeper when you have you're, you're editing content in a database in a column where does that go that's a conceptual thing right it's ultimately a file on a computer exactly mm -hmm. just leonardo oh <laughs> So, Austin, Austin, you were visibly upset by this whole concept. I got to hear your take. I, how many uh, have you have y'all worked with? Well, Grant, you have experience with flat file, and you mm. have experience with uh, you know what database is not the right term. Like database CMS, it's more like traditional CMS, flat file CMS, and uh, headless CMS. I'd say are like the three categories. I would say. Um, before I get into AJ's point, Grant, I'm gonna get back to you on the difference between a headless CMS and a traditional CMS. And I'm going to say, if it's not spitting out HTML, it's a, like, that's a headless CMS, mm. right? A headless CMS is you're hitting some endpoint that's giving you some sort of data, but no presentation layer. Okay. Okay. Right. And so, so you're, it depends on you or it requires you to go and hit that. Now you can, Again, you can do your build step, and in your build step, you can go and hit your endpoint and then, like, build out the HTML. But there, there's a separation of where the front end is during the build step and where the, the request to the database is, or the request to the uh, CMS is. And then the CMS is going to be responsible for talking to the database, right? But there's a, a clear delineation in that HTTP request. Fair? Delineation between what? Uh... There's a clear delineation between, like, the client request and, well, the, the separation of the data, where the data is kept, and where the markup presentation is. So you're saying, like... Uh, but th that's, I wouldn't see it that way. Wait, like, what? you don't have, you don't have, you're not, like, uh, like a WordPress, for example, you've got uh, a server-side scripting language that talks to the database. Sure. And then, and, like, when the request happens, right? But you're, you're you're trying you're trying to delineate between a, a static file CMS, which I don't think is a real thing, uh, and a database CMS, right? And so you're saying the static file CMS has a delineation between where its content is stored and how it's rendered. 
versus a database CMS where its content is stored and how it's rendered? We're talking headless, the comparison of like a traditional CMS and headless CMS. Got you. Well, yeah, and, and that's why, so to me, like, like there's definitely, the, and the way I like to view it is I think there's three waves. There's like the, the uh, incumbents, which was like the very large corporate CMSs and that, you know, no one could have a CMS before, and those were the ones that were built. They charged lots of money. Then there was the open source wave, right, which was the Drupals, the WordPresses, the whole blogging immersion, right? Okay. We're in the third wave now. We're in the headless wave where it's like we're going to split apart um, where these three major things happen, and that's management, uh, rendering, and delivery. Hmm. Um, and that way you can pick and choose. So hmm. the way I view it is, you know, a headless, the big difference is that the, the management has been split off from rendering and delivery, and you as the developer are free to choose your rendering and delivery options and piece them together. And so that's why, you know, if, if you want to discuss like static files and how that happens, to me, it's, it's almost the same thing where it's like, you're just choosing to bundle them all together. You're saying, I want my management to be done in my files by editing stuff. I want my rendering to be done with some sort of generator. And then my delivery, I'm going to go, you know, push these up to some sort of server somewhere and have them delivered. So it's just a matter of, you're unconsciously selecting these things and putting them together versus the headless wave of CMSs is making you very um, conscious of this choice. So would it be fair to say then that the, uh, the difference between like a monolith or uh, we could call it a dinosaur uh, CMS is the expected output, like the expected output of Drupal, unless you're doing headless Drupal, which is like, this is a whole other thing, right? Unless you're doing headless no, Drupal. I, I, would, I would completely disagree. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the difference at all. Well, no, I, the, I think the difference is like the expected output, right? It's, it's, I expect the output of my CMS to be a website versus the output of my CMS is just a different bit of data sent down the wire to... Right. You know, a React application yeah. or, a, or a Vue application or, uh, you know, some, some other. Well, I, I think you're, you're maybe conflating a couple things. So, so I, I would agree that, yeah, there, there is an expectation on output. That's not a limitation. Like at any moment, okay. uh, you know, any of the headless CMSs can go, oh, hey, instead of hitting this endpoint, you tack on this and now you get, you know, an HTML page or you get an XML file, right? Like that's just a web server returning you formatted like code out of database or data out of a database in whatever format it wants. Mm -hmm. JSON is just the standard. And right. so everyone goes with that. Um, so that, that's how I view it, is that, is that really the, 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 the difference is the consumption, right? So on a headless CMS, your consumption is going to be over HTTP. At some point, somewhere, something's going to make an HTTP request yeah. to get data then now my rendering process that I control and own renders that, and I'm probably not delivering it. I'm probably sending it off to some other service that then hosts those files and delivers them. That is interesting. That's what I said. <laughs> so, so for me, it's, it's more about the content management side of it and not anything else that's going to be out of there. So like I can look at like a journal and say, that's a content management system. Because yeah. I'm ranks of town, and it's just my weird way of organizing things. Um, and that yeah. we have a lot of web 
standards and digital ways to communicate between developers around these are really good practices that we spent decades uh, struggling with and we figured out some really good patterns around it um, and that like you were saying Stuart like that we're kind of in this third wave of the way that you render that data out of your management system is really exciting right now um, and I'm sure that we're going to get into some of the other concepts Austin um, yeah. around like different different patterns for that that aren't the WordPress and Drupal's that came out of the second wave. Yeah. So we'll move on to that. Uh, AJ, to get to your point about like flat file CMSs and database-driven CMSs are essentially the same because at the end of the day, all your, all your data is stored on a file on disk. That's absolutely true. But that's like saying that a banana is the same as an apple because they're both fruits or because they're both food or because they're both carbon-based, right? Like at some point you, you need uh, a differentiation of like uh, what, what these things do and serve. Like if I ask you to help me move and I'm like, hey, can you bring your vehicle to help me move and you show up with a bicycle and I'm like, no, dude, I meant your truck. That's not helpful, right? And there is, a, there is a big difference in terms of the trade-offs between a database-driven CMS and a flat file-driven CMS because you don't have things that uh, uh, a database-driven thing can do. So I'll talk, we'll talk sure. about relational databases. There's a difference between you know DynamoDB or MongoDB or SQL, but yep. I'll talk about SQL here. Is like It's not easy to do... Uh, related blog posts or even just go to the next blog post in a series if you're doing flat file right there's there there are ways to do it you can read like when the when that file was last updated and get some information from like the metadata around it but it's it's not easy to say I want every uh, file in a taxonomy or if I change the file over here like Databases are, databases are designed to work well and to handle that. Well, relational databases are designed to handle that those sorts of relations and like pagination and mm-hmm. offsets and all this stuff that, yes, you can do, but it's not easy. So, I so, so check this out. Check this out. Check this out. All right. So the... The blog that I that I mentioned previously that's difficult to work with because it's like a non CMS, right? It's a it's a flat file thing. One one of the workarounds that that is used pretty regularly as far as like creating those relationships um, <clears throat> is because I use Gatsby to render it. What that does in the consumption of those files is turn it into JSON like data in the GraphQL schema, which is like wild so you can do that mm-hmm. relational uh like tagging posts using uh what what is what is that head head something in markdown that you use the three the, lines uh, what's the the markdown tagging yeah. brain system brain matter and... head matter what do they call it front matter front matter yeah there we go gray matter what am i okay <laughs> anyway so you use the front matter in there to like create some structure to the data um, and then you create like you know the the presentational markdown underneath that. So like there 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 is some uh, relational capability and some referenceability there. So like it's there. So like AJ, I totally see your point in 
that, that ability is not completely destroyed when you're using flat files. However, the feeling that I get, and, and this, is, this is where I think Stuart's analogy of tools really holds up, the feeling that I get is that I am using uh, a hammer to cut through something, which I can yeah. do. Right, like I can, I can cut <laughs> through muscles. something with a hammer. Uh, it's got the claw side, so you know I can. It's not going to be a nice, clean cut, though. Um, it's it's going to be ugly. It's going to be rough, and mm-hmm. it's probably not going to work if I'm going to start gluing some of these pieces together in another place. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, like it doesn't really scale that well uh, because it's a hammer. Um, now, in 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 other cases, uh, you have something like. Uh, oh, what is GraphCool became? It's not GraphQL Yoga. Mm. It, uh, what is what is the the like schema first GraphQL CMS service? It's really a backend as a service. It's not really meant Prismic? for. Prismic, that's the one. Okay, yeah, it, it all, like, all these other services kind of, like, died and turned into, like, Prismic is your option if you want this, like, neat GraphQL backend as a service. So there's not, like, an editorial experience, which is something that I think a CMS needs to have. So this is a backend as a service, not really a CMS. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like that uh, has, I think, a lot more flexibility, but we'll call that, like, uh, like a, a scalpel, right? Where... Like that has a very specific purpose. And if you want to build an editorial experience around that, you totally can. Uh, but it's, it's not like built in. So it's like this super specialized tool. Uh, whereas I think Zesty, uh, we could call it a Swiss army knife because you've got so many options, right? Like we're, we're talking about it being headless and just delivering JSON, um, when like you can do that. There's, there's like GraphQL options. There's also options to actually just serve a website and front it over, uh, it's not CloudFront, what is it now? Nginx? Uh, we, we pipe through Fastly and Akamai. Fastly? Yeah, oh. Fastly by default. Okay, cool, 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 cool. This is an Akamai option, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like... So we have a whole now uh, new like offering called Own Your Own Data, where you actually provide the, essentially the pipelines, right? So the database that's in your private project, that way you get all your... Um, your internal, um, um, I'm blank on the term, um, uh, compliance, um, and then um, you know you can control the CDN too. That way you have complete control of the data flow. But we just provide the interfaces and the controls are all of it. Cool. Yeah, I think that's something that's missing from a lot of the SaaS CMS options, where like you know they're they're taking headless in a very literal way, um, and so like some some large migrations into these are very, very painful because there's not this ability to kind of smoothly say, hey, I want to create a page. It's like, all right, well, how are you going to route this? How are you going to signify, excuse me, to your new front end like that this is routed this way? Well, that now involves engineering, whereas I know Zesty has solutions for that routing and can be consumed in specific ways. I mean, there's a very specific reason why we have built it the way we do and the way we continue to build it the way we do. It's because for us, like the category we service is this business level customer, right? Like it very much is about delivering feature sets to an organization that services the different needs of that organization. Um, and I think one of those kind of key points is that experience side where, you know, good on, you know, Contentful and, you know, all the other, you know, kind of wave, new wave of, you know, headless CMSs coming in, um, focusing for developers, but they are very focused on developers. Um, and 
they've done a great job. Like they, they provide a pretty dang good experience with that. Mm-hmm. But I think we, we've seen, we have a lot of customers who have come to us who have expressed exactly kind of what you're describing, Grant, where it's like, hey, we're not a one-size-fits-all organization. We have this sophisticated um, tech stack, this sophisticated delivery you know, needs. We need for people to be able to spit out a static HTML page. We need for us to be able to generate API endpoints that get consumed into mobile apps, video games, whatever, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, for us, that's kind of where we try to keep, um, you know, laser focused on is this, uh, we, can't, we can't just say, okay, you know, we're, we're headless and that's all you get and it's all just a developer, exp- developer experience. Granted, we want to do that. We want to do it very well because it is an aspect of these organizations, but we do recognize that these organizations are very complex, you know, have multiple needs um, hold up and that you know we continue to service them all right we had some uh, interesting technical difficulties but we should be getting back on track now so you were talking about something with your enterprise customers needing that sort of yeah I was just kind of talking about yeah. the, the, the sophistication that you know enterprise or you know business level customers bring to us you know and that um, I think the you know as you know, as much as the kind of this third wave of headless is fantastic, it's definitely pushed the industry forward. Um, it's not the, you know, you know, Panisha, it's not that, you know, this isn't going to solve everything. Um, and we've had very much had customers, you know, who have come to us who have implemented these solutions uh, and then they hit scale and they have to mm-hmm. go, you know, slap a bunch of other architecture around it to support this. And it's kind of interesting because when they come to us, you know, and, they, and we see some of the stuff that they've, you know, they've put in place, we're like, yeah, we basically, it's like, it's like a light version of what we have, you know, like, let's, let's swap out this one part of the engine. Let's put, you know, our part in and we'll just kind of combine these things together. And that, um, that is perfect. I think what you're saying about like, uh, the metaphor for a car and stuff and that people understand how to sit in a car, grab a steering wheel, push on the, the pedal and they don't want to understand the rest of how the engine works and everything else, the mm-hmm. infrastructure that went mm-hmm. into building all the pieces. Um, and like Grant, like you were saying with your site, like we're developers, we're totally cool. We're just hashing our own stuff and deploying it. But other people just want to sit in the driver's seat and go. So, yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, you covered a little bit of this already, Stuart, but I was thinking, let's get into some of the features that you would look for when you're choosing a, a content management system. Like what, what are some of the hard requirements for you? Uh, I would first start by asking a lot of questions, right? Uh, how many people is this going to service? Um, is it my personal blog? You know, in that case, maybe I'm grant rolling on my own solution. Um, is I, am I building? Uh, do I build websites for small businesses? Right? Do I have mom and pop shops come to me? In that case, I'm probably just spinning up a WordPress site somewhere, and here you go. Um, am I a mid market company where um, I'm going to have an internal team, probably just marketers, maybe an on staff developer? probably more likely working with the agency partner um, mm-hmm. and that these, you know, the, the, the business and the agency and the vendor all need to be coordinated together. Am I a enterprise-like uh, business where I have developers on staff and so I'm managing the various people who need to use the system and I need, you know, multiple stakeholder buy-in? 
Um, and then from there, right now, you kind of have an idea of like how many people are going to use the platform, whether or not that you know that or the CMS or whether that CMS supports that many users and provides them workflows. Then I think you would say, um, what's the type of content I'm delivering, right? And so you know, I think very very big there, Austin. You mentioned you know kind of e-commerce and like e-commerce is a very specific set of needs, um, and that's why people pick e-commerce solutions and not your standard content management systems. Um, and then from there, I think it just comes down to a lot of times, at that point, you, you, you scale. You say, okay, what's, what's the amount of traffic I'm going to have? Um, you know, is there, uh, you know, cost requirements here? Uh, what does that look like from like a business level perspective? Um, and this is something I think, actually, the, the cost and business level stuff, I wish we would see more of that thought process on the development side. I think as engineers, you know, we typically go for kind of the, the bolts and we want to like build. And we try to stay away from the business, but I think it's a really, really important thing that, you know, you need to be engaged with because it very much will affect, you know, what's possible. Um, and then after that, I, th I think once you kind of start building up this checklist, then, then your engineer side comes in, right? Then you start to go, okay, you know, what, what, what do I want to see, right? Is there like performance metrics for rendering? Um, what's the experience I want to see? Like, what's my developer experience? What's the experience my my you know um, business user authors are going to get? Um, and then once you've done all of that, that's when you hit feature list, right? That's when you say, okay, of all these requirements, here's the features I need to fulfill on these requirements and fulfill you know all the needs of the stakeholders. And then you have your checklist, right? Now you can start CMS shopping, where you can go, okay, let me go to each CMS, let me experience all the features, different things they have, how well do they fulfill these needs, and then you kind of get the end of it. You, At that point, I feel like you're going to be in a good position to kind of have a generally strong idea on what's going to service your needs. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good look at um, the how to pick a CMS. Yeah. Now... If you want to have the fun conversation, right? If it's if it's the we're not building this for a business and it's like a personal blog or like a community blog or something where I get to mess around with, right? I think I think that's those are the ones obviously for a developer are a bit more fun, right? Where now it's like okay, I get to set all the the bounds and I get to kind of play around with stuff, you know. That's when you start to get into things like you know kind of I think uh, file powered CMSs, right? You start to get into kind of some of those more uh, avant garde maybe CMSs. Uh, and that's also, I think, when you start to go down that, that dark, dark path of, I could build one of these. I, I got this. Yeah. yeah. This is easy. Let's do this. When you make that then, mistake. That's the, the Donatello the, tunnel. All of these options Seriously. have 99.9% .9 of my needs, but I really need that 0.1%. I got to build it. <laughs> that's that's going to tip the scales. It's true. Um, yeah, I think I think some of the features that I look for in a CMS, like some of the top features, obviously besides just being able to like create new types of content, um, I'm looking for user authentication like that. Yep. That's a that's table stakes. Like you have to be able to have some sort of login system because otherwise, how do you actually manage it? Uh, things like um, being able to create, uh, being able to define my own different content types. So I'll use WordPress as, as an example. Everything in WordPress is a post, but you can create, like, customers. You can create team members. You can create products. And, like, just being able to create, like, on a whim, be able to define a new 
kind of content type, as well as define the different, like a, a rich suite of different uh, fields. I want to be able to say like this content type has a title, has a, a like a WYSIWYG text sort of area. It takes a, it needs a date for like this sort of input, and I and I have like various different form inputs that I can kind of design my backend to provide to like my marketing team or whoever's actually going to be creating and managing the content. I want I want a, a slick dev developer experience around uh, building out like the the admin pages. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned defining content types, and uh, WordPress is an interesting example. Are you looking more for, is it the, I want to be able to name them so they have context and meaning, or is it like I literally want to be able to define under the hood the type that gets goes to the database, how it gets stored in the database, and what that means? That's a good question. My immediate answer is I don't really care how it's stored in the database. Um, I'm sure that at some point, like if you're if you're starting to build a very robust application, then how the content is, how the tables are laid out in the database starts to have performance implications. But uh, generally speaking, I'm I'm not too worried about that. Um, like I, I would prefer being able to just like name it, and if if all of the content is stored in the same table, whatever. I don't I, I don't I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of those like. Uh, what's it called? Data modeling. Uh, what? Data Details. modeling. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, you're kind of doing some sort of data modeling, but not like. So, is would you say it's more of then that it's it's the it's the collection of fields and the name that is given to those? That's the content type for you. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think like the whole idea of data modeling and like Austin, you got pretty deep into like how you're setting up tables, how you're setting up like your your columns and relationships and all this stuff. Like to, to me, like that is the job of the CMS to make those decisions yeah. for me and to do it in a way that scales. And, uh, you know, I, I think any CMS worth its salt can do that. Um, and you don't see performance issues as you create, I don't know, infinitely self-referential uh, data types, right? Where, you know, you're, you're clearly doing something wrong, but the CMS has seen that this is a possibility and limited how, how much of a foot gun is there for you. Right. Um, yep. and, and so like that, that, that is something that I think most CMSs in the game are, are, are like aware of is this is, this is user generated data, uh, like data models and data types. Um, and so like, I've seen how crazy that can get, um, and it's it's something that um, is is best left to uh, kind of black boxing that and saying, uh, I assume since you're competitive in this space, you can handle our needs, and if we run into some situation down the line, um, you know, it's it's something that I, I would expect a SaaS product to to be on top of fixing because like that's the type of bug that. Uh, you know, a lot of engineers dream of uh, solving. Like that's the type of thing that gets in your head, and you just can't sleep until it's done. So, um, but it, it, th those are the kinds of things. Like when I think about data modeling, like that's really it. It's you should be able to do whatever you want, and the CMS should handle it. 
As someone who works on the CMS, I can confirm that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ, you got any anything you want to add as far as um, the features that you like definitely want in yeah, a CMS? I, I think uh, one thing you almost mentioned uh, is multiple users, right? And thinking of that, um, that what we want from a CMS is that we're working with teams, like Stuart's been talking about companies, you know, you want to introduce a, a platform for you as the probably most technological advanced person to give your uh, other team members something easy to use and being able to not hold their hand all day long is really important. That magnifying force. Yes. So you mentioned users. Um, there's, there's like a, a big problem with multiple users. I just smashed my microphone stand because I'm so excited. <laughs> there's a big problem with multiple users. Um, and I, I don't know if there's any more elegant solutions that have been implemented by Zesty, but I thought our solution was, was an interesting one at the time. But like something that I've been introduced to when working on a single document, and you can think about this in terms of when you're working on, say, a Google Doc, the thing that we use to kind of uh, get the schedule for the show down and, and put mm -hmm. some ideas down together. We're all working on this thing together. How do you determine who's data input is more important than the others and how do you update the document in a way because like uh, yeah. uh, update the document in a way that's non-destructive um, or is destructive at a time where it needs to be how do you make those decisions this is really crazy like hard stuff to figure out uh, Google and, and, and Google Docs specifically uses something called a CRDT which I don't understand I don't even know what that acronym means I've been trying to Google it and I get like stack overflow stuff talking about difference between OT and CRDT whatever um, it's like crazy stuff that's super interesting, um, but not like a simple thing to implement. Um, I, I know at one point, uh, just, just like locking a document when somebody's editing it, it it's, is, is, a, is like a good workaround for not running into a situation where like one person is editing a document, another person's editing a document, and then you have to diff it. Um, like Get also does some interesting things around this, like resolving merge conflicts and that sort of thing. So like that type of flow works with like two users, uh, potentially three, depending on, you know, what it is you're, you're editing and, and um, you know, how those, how those uh, merge conflicts are resolved. But anything beyond that, like, it's very, very difficult to handle with just get. And so the CRDT thing is, uh, is pretty, pretty BA. I'm, I'm into it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's rad stuff that I don't understand. Yeah. If, if you're building, if you're building one CMS, that's, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a, <laughs> that's, that's all handled by the Raphael turtle. Raphael, this, this, in this I don't know, like, our, this our is radical. a splinter level problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the rat. <laughs> radical <this> rat. <laughs> radical rat. <laughs> Uh, all right, I want to I want to touch on two more features that I think are must-haves that we didn't cover. Uh, file upload, some sort of file mm. management system, mm -hmm. whether that's through some third-party uh, service that's uploading and managing. I still want to be able to access and like browse the files and upload files. Yeah. And I also really like plugins, like some sort of plugin system. I think is maybe not a hard requirement, but it's a big plus side. Like. I mean, the, the reason WordPress is as big as it is is because of its plugins ecosystem. Yep. Um, you have, you know, hundreds of... You, you install a WordPress site, and you're the only person working on it, but you have hundreds of thousands of developers also working on your website, 
by means of you know working on the WordPress core, working on themes, working on plugins, this and that. Are they building you widgets? Building them widgets. So uh, we are getting pretty yes. long on time, and so let's move on. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is some of our favorite CMSs that we have experience with, or maybe just like heard really good things. Um, Stuart, can you any any off the top of your head? Uh, there's this really cool one called Zesty.io. That's really great for Ooh. business level stuff. Uh, I enjoy using it. Uh, I actually use it for my personal sites. Uh, you know, yeah, dog food it. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, there's some good ones out there. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I, I'm obviously biased. Um, and and for me, it, you know, there is, it's kind of like, there's also just, like, the product love in me. Where, like, I love to play around with different things, see why, you know, different things people are building and kind of try to understand why they're building it and, like, what their audience is. Um, so, like, Grant brought up, Google Docs. Uh, I use Google Docs all, all day long, and it's black magic, and how that experience works, I don't know. It's brilliant. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like tempting, where you're like, oh, this is such a cool feature, I should go build it in over here, and you're like, well, hold on. Like, what, what's, what's the actual need? Like, you know, does this really make sense over here? Um, but yeah, I guess uh, Google Docs is, is probably one of my favorite experiences on the internet right now, which is, I don't know if that's sad. It's good. It's just quality. It's quality. It's quality software. And I think there's something to be said about quality software. Like when you, when you do experience it, it really does stand out in. Like Zesty. Like Zesty. AJ or Grant. Sorry, AJ. Grant, you got some, uh, you got some CMS ideas or favorites? Uh, 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 I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of CMSs in general, to be honest. Like, I just <clears throat> not surprised. I, I, I don't do a whole lot that like has a need for a CMS, and like the flat file stuff works to to an extent for for my needs. Now, I did use this like backend spreadsheet as a service thing to develop against, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what it what it was. Uh, is it Air, 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 Air Table? Airtable. Oh, Airtable. Yeah. Air oh. Right. So Airtable is so cool. not a CMS. It's a backend as a service. But uh, is that so a it's, CMS? It's a, it's a CMS for people who really like Excel. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't qualify it as a CMS. But what, I just love, what is it? I love that they were like, like let's, let's find a spreadsheet problem. Mmm, spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Exactly. And oh, what yeah, is a yeah, spreadsheet use... but a database? So we're already working in spreadsheets all day long. Yeah. I, I used it for the Zoo Hackathon project that I worked ah, on. Ah, cool. With Tristan, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like just this super easy, quick to set up thing that, like, the problem that I have to solve is not one of, like, how do I manage and create content and, and like, give it through this, like, multi-channel whatever, like, I need it to be fronted on a CDN. Like, my problem is I really just need an endpoint, and I need a, a way to, to update it on it. Like, I need just CRUD operations, and let me let me go. Um, so th- that has worked really well for me. Um, I have some interest in, like, sanity, uh, sanity.io. Um, they, they do some interesting things and some, some weird stuff, too, that, like, I don't know about. And, and there's lots of action in our Google Doc right now uh, around Netlify CMS, 
which I believe is built on the same uh, flat file CMS that I'm using locally where it's, where it's all uh, markdown files. Um, I don't know what they expose uh, to manage that though. So I'd be curious if they expose some sort of like an editorial experience around this or if they're like, yeah, it's flat files, like we're Netlify, do it. <laughs> I don't know what they do. AJ, you wanna you wanna spread some wisdom on your favorites? Yeah, sure. Um, WordPress is my my go-to for all kind of CMS things. If I'm ever going to work on a project with other people, because chances are, other people have worked with WordPress, and so I'm not gonna have to teach them how to use the interface. Uh, other than that, I kind of like Grant was saying, I just uh, don't even bother, and I'll just go with static HTML. Like it's 1995. Um, yeah, nice. That's me. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of, of WordPress as well. I I got started doing WordPress stuff at agencies, and I'd say for different uh, scenarios, I'm going to reach for different products. So WordPress is great for any company that I've joined that's like a startup and needs to get a website up and running, and someone that isn't a non-developer needs to be able to manage it. I can do WordPress because. They have like some really awesome plugins that do like drag and drop, just like build your own page. Like yep. whatever you want to do, you can do it. And it's just like tried and true and, and has everything you need. Um, that said, I, I use it on my personal site, but there's some cases where I wouldn't want to use it. Um, and some other ones that I've worked on have been, uh, I played around with Storyblock. So in the realm of- Oh, that of is wild. Yeah, in the realm yeah. of headless CMS, Storyblock is really, really cool. They'll give you the API for all the CRUD operations and all that, but you can actually configure it to, um, you can you can tell it like what components to put where, so they still have like a drag and drop sort of thing. Uh, you can, and you can, I forget how it's done because it was a while ago, but you can configure your front end to connect to Storyblock so that you still get a preview mode which was a feature that is really cool but we didn't talk about in the features is like mm. being able to preview the changes that I've made without them being live. Mm. You can yeah. preview them with having, the story block. Uh, having built a preview feature, um, I, I built the preview feature for uh, Drupal against a Gatsby site. Um, that is a wild thing to get right and it's very, very difficult. Um, somebody imagine. else who's who's in that same space is Forestry, uh, and their preview feature uh, is insanely beautiful. Um, and like that is that is goals level stuff. Where like that's clearly all they do is focus on just getting that feature right. Um, like they they don't seem like I I don't know their level of maturity in the space and like how many other problems they have figured out. Um, but like they have that one down sanity IO has, has like their, their preview stuff pretty well figured out too. Um, but that's also something where I know they had the inside track on, on building a lot of that stuff. I, uh, I know yeah, how they did it and it's, I haven't seen forestry really or sanity, but I hear good things. <laughs> I, I know the preview feature in zesty is something that, uh, like I remember, uh, building like the phone views for that. Uh, that's wild. I hope those are still up. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like it's super cool. The the CSS library I found to like do that was like 
when I found it, I was giddy because uh, it was so easy to implement once I had the right uh, the right tooling. But like, how is how is the the preview experience? Uh, it's for the most part it's the same. It's something that's on a roadmap. We really want to improve it. We have some I think some pretty good ideas. We've definitely got a lot of feedback on it, um, and we kind of are ideated around like what it's going to look like. Um, yeah, at this point, it's just kind of a matter of you know getting it done. It's it's interesting that like that's still an expectation of a headless option mm-hmm. is is like and, and I think that speaks to like most users of CMSs are not uh, like they're they're non technical and so they're like okay it's a headless CMS but like how do I know what my page looks like I can enter all the data in but like you know if I can't see it it's kind of worthless and they're right <laughs> I, I see I think it comes back down to like it it's the it's the market segment right like if you're a mid market company right? That means you're probably working with an agency and they are setting up stuff that clients are approving. So if there's no preview, like how are you approving things? Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, for that market segment, it becomes a key, key feature. Yeah. Huge. Uh, let me, can I throw this one out there? Has anyone messed around with Notion? Would that would that fall into the content management system? I've heard okay. people mention uh, mention this as like a not not specifically a CSS, but a way of sharing uh, an editorial experience around something that can be structured data. Yeah, like it's it's nuts. People love it. Yeah, and I I've seen people who share like like they they just like use it like essentially like a journal like it's basically a website. Yeah, and they're just authoring stuff, and I think you just like uncheck the like multi-editor somehow, and then also now you just have these pages that you're writing yourself, and people can just view. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of meta connection stuff in there too, right? I believe so. Or, or, or there's another one. Was it? Uh, is it Raphael? There's the other one. Or Rome. <laughs> Rome. <laughs> it's Raphael. <laughs> Uh, what about has anyone seen Rome? Uh, I think no, I haven't seen that. One. I Rome. So my understanding, you mean like the tooling it, around the like the TypeScript tooling that's coming out of Facebook? No. Uh, uh, so maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. So you're talking about Rome, R O M E. This is Rome. Rome's Rome Research. R O A. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Rome Research. Yeah. And so I. I can't recall if Notion has the same thing of like linking to other docs. I believe it does, but I know like with Rome Research, like that's the whole thing. It's like you find other docs, link to it, reference it, and it's building up a giant like yep. uh, graph. I, from what yeah. I understand, mm-hmm. and so like the discovery just becomes like insane. Like, right? I it never really clicked for me. Like I was like, okay, I think I get it, but I don't know if this is super early. Um, but I know when it first launched, people were just like losing it about it. Uh, yeah. For me, I, I write stories, and so, like, as a, like, thinking about characters and plot and timelines and stuff, it's just, no, like, that's exactly what no other tool gives you today. Hmm. So, um, yeah. I, I'm making so many assumptions about the type of stories that you write. Ah, uh, they have They're to do with, with these turtles that mutated <laughs> and become teenagers. Do you write sci-fi? Just tell me this. Uh, well, uh, uh, what do you think? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're into that Rome research stuff, there's a VS Code plugin called Foam that I think lets you do a lot of that within VS Code. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So I also have experience with a flat file CMS, which is Netlify CMS, which we talked about. I like it a lot. Um, I mean, at this point, I've picked 
a traditional CMS, a headless CMS, and a flat file CMS. Uh, so I have some experience with all of them. I think they're like all options or all like types are really excellent for the right use case. Mm. Um, flat file can be totally wrong for the right use case or right for the wrong wrong for the wrong use case. There we um, go. <laughs> but it's really good for but it's really good for some. Like I like I like flat file for some things. Yeah. And Netlify CMS so far is my favorite. Um, and then the one that I'm really interested in that I don't have much experience, but I would like to play around with is Strappy. So it's a mm-hmm. node it's built on Node. Uh, you connect it to Postgres, and I think you can do. They have like a GraphQL uh, API they can provide you. So that's cool. Is that similar to Ghost? Uh, Ghost is PHP. No, Ghost is Node. Um, yeah, and Ghost, I believe. But it's like designed for blogging, I think. Yeah, specifically. yeah it's specifically it's, designed for blogging. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's WordPress. They're holding in, to that. It, yeah. yeah. It, and WordPress in Node. Neat. Yeah. Anyway, would be into that. that that wraps up our uh, our show or the main part of our show. We're gonna kick it off into shoutouts. Um, Do I get a rant? Pick, I want a rant. What? what? <laughs> Grant's rant. Let's, let's do a Grant rant. Can Let be a rant about oh something. God, Come on, there needs to be a Grant rant. We're, uh, we're 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 a bit long on this show already, but oh, we yeah, should we definitely are. have Grant rants be a thing. Okay, fine. Um, so let's go to shoutouts. But you know, since since you're you're feeling so all, all fired up, why don't we uh, why don't we start with you with uh, some some product or service or thing that you want to give a shout out to? Can I, can I give a shout out to something that I that I think needs a, a huge bug fix? <laughs> shout out to a rant. Uh, yeah, I see what you did there. Safari, uh, with its tabbing behavior on forms, is uh, in need of love. So this Hacktoberfest, uh, please, somebody dig in and fix this in, I don't know if it's actually a WebKit problem or if it's the way that they're consuming it, but Safari, get it together. If you want, like, an actual shout-out, though... Um, I, I was I was talking I was talking in, in one of our very early shows. I did it anyway. <laughs> you shanghaied it. <laughs> I was I was talking in one of our earlier shows about like I want a place where I can have like a selection of trail mix. I went to Target, and oh man, do they have so many different trail mixes? So I was in uh, trail mix heaven, uh, and I can just get my big <laughs> old bucket of trail mix here and crunch into it. And our audio editor is going to be so upset. Kato, we're sorry. Kato, blame Grant. Oh, you really, uh, you really did it. That beautiful crunch. Mm. AJ, let's uh, let's mute this guy. <laughs> You're up. Uh, I'll do my pick or shout out. Um, it one of my favorite bands. If you know me at all, you know that I love this band, the Proto Men. They have a rock opera about Mega Man. So two of my favorite things. And their music is phenomenal. The first album is all about uh, Dr. Light creating Mega Man to save humanity. The second album goes back in time and is about Dr. Light and Dr. Wily and how they became super fancy roboticians and then created (laughs) robots and ruined humanity and society. And it's just beautiful, beautiful music. They're very fun. Well, my night just got locked in. <laughs> this is the the proto men. Yes, proto-men. the proto men, plural. 
Oh, uh, and there's, there's a couple Spotify. other Mega Man inspired bands. So, just the Proto Men. Awesome. Well, I don't know what to say about that one. I guess we're gonna have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sounds awesome. We're gonna make sure you add a link to the the show notes so that we can get that in. Oh yes. Uh, I am going to give a shout out to Node Mailer because I had to implement um, an emailing service on a product I'm working on recently and Node Mailer is just really really awesome and they have I don't know if it's related to them or they just like link to it or whatever but they have uh, along with Node Mailer I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to ethereal.mail where you can uh, use it to like create uh, I guess ephemeral email inboxes on demand and then send your email with node mailer to that email inbox so you can like actually view it and test it and make sure that like uh, uh, it looks all good. That's awesome. So that's been a really awesome combination in terms of like dev environment. And then one one last shout out with this email theme. Uh, anyone creating temporary email inboxes because like in, I just love it. I use temp-mail.org usually. And anytime I want to sign up or like test a service and don't want them actually spamming, like I don't want to give out my actual email, you just sign up for like some temporary inbox and then do all that and you can, you know, get the email and authorize and it's, it's been great. It's like saves, it saves my inbox and uh, I love those things. Stuart, I don't know if we, I don't know if you were expecting this, so I let you go last, but you got, you got anything you want to shout out? <laughs> you still seem uh, surprised. <laughs> I don't know the rules. Am I allowed to just do a shameless plug? Absolutely. 100%. All right. The shout-out is for Zesty.io, the cloud CMS for marketers and developers. If you are a business-level customer looking for a CMS that can handle your needs, do you have compliance issues? Do you need to own your own data? Do you deal with GDRP? Come talk to Stuart Runyon at Zesty.io. Wow, making the rest of us look like scrubs. That's the plug. Yeah. Yeah, you just made that up on the spot, right? Like, you've never practiced that before. No. It's impressive. It's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, that's our show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Faithful uh, YouTube watchers, been pleasant having you. Uh, And if you're listening in podcast land... Uh, make sure that you share, like, subscribe, whatever all those things are. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. The function call was edited, mixed, and mastered by Kato Zane. See her work at katonoise.com. For show notes, other episodes, and more information about the show, visit our website at thefncall.com. Hasta la pasta.